Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. Well, here we are in the month of June. They call it Pride Month. And all I see is rainbow, rainbow, rainbows. If it's not me shopping, it's watching a commercial, a movie. They're really pushing it hard. But God is not calling us to celebrate sin. It's so obvious that they're trying to shove this perverted agenda down our throats and to indoctrinate our children. They want to desensitize us so that we see this as the new norm. Even though it's statistically proven that only 3% of the population is actually same-sex, I mean, why are we dedicating an entire month to a people group that only make up a small percentage? They're acting like it's half the population, but that's what they want. That's what they want to have us believe. Anytime something's not logical, it's because it's spiritual. You have to understand, saints, we are fighting a spiritual battle. This is the enemy's agenda to pervert what God calls pure and to turn our backs on righteousness and morality. You know, the Bible tells us that we don't fight with flesh and blood. We fight the principalities of the darkness of the dark realm. We fight against the powers and the darkness of this age. So we need to target the enemy, not people. Just to be clear, you know, I love people. I love all people, whether you're gay, straight, transgender, whatever you claim to be. Jesus loves you, and I love you. But that does not mean that I agree or will condone or compromise when it comes to sin. I base my standards on God's standards, what the Bible says, and the conviction of the Holy Spirit. So I'm mad, and I'm not mad at people. I'm mad at the devil, because I constantly see him play out his evil agenda in people's lives, and especially targeting our children. So I really feel that the Holy Spirit wants me to speak about reclaiming the rainbow. The rainbow is not the pride symbol. The rainbow is a sign of God's promise. It was given to us by God as a promise, as a reminder that he would never flood the earth again. But the enemy stole it to use it for his purposes. But really, all he can do is counterfeit because he's never original. So this month, friends, we should not be celebrating sin. Instead, we should be celebrating what the rainbow really means. We should be celebrating God's unfailing promises. As Christians, we are supposed to live by biblical standards, not by the world's standards. Our culture has changed so much, even within the past like five years, ten years. And then growing up, there's things that I see now on TV, things that are in stores, our culture that would have never been okay in the past. So the enemy is getting bolder and bolder while Christians are staying silent. You know, they don't want to ruffle any feathers. But Jesus himself ruffled feathers, you know, when he was calling out sin, when he was trying to get people's hearts right. So it's not biblical to not call out sin. Now, we do need to check our motives, you know, make sure that our heart's pure, because God knows our heart's condition. Coming from a prideful place, full of judgment, not speaking in love is wrong. But renouncing what the world calls normal and God calls sin is exactly what he wants us to do. I really believe why the devil is so bold right now in our culture and has taken this much ground is because for decades, Christians have been silent. There's this misconception in the church that, you know, to be Christian, we have to just be quiet and let God do the dirty work. But God calls us as believers to partner with him 
to be his voice in our culture, to take a stand for righteousness, for morality, and to be light in the darkness. There's so many broken people out there, and they need to know the hope and the deliverance that comes from knowing Jesus Christ. Now, I want to address the popular belief that you can be born gay. You know, God made man and woman to be together, not man and man, not female and female, not multiple partners, not confused identities. He made one man that he created as a man, one woman that he created as a woman. You know, God does not make mistakes. But the enemy has had so many people believing the lie that they were born that way, meaning that they don't really have a choice. There's no way they can get out of it. They can't change because they were born that way. And that mindset that it's just not your fault, it keeps people from being accountable for their actions and their choices. And that's what the enemy wants you to believe. The enemy wants us stuck in our sin. He wants us bound. But God died to set the captives free. You are not born gay. It's not in the blood, you know, the DNA. It's in the spirit of a person. Gay is a choice, not a birthright. All sin is a choice. We will do it. It is just as much a sin as fornication, adultery, lying, stealing, and murdering. All those are choices as well. We are not born murderers, liars, and thieves. We choose to act upon possible inclinations that we give ourselves over to. I'm not belittling the fact that some, if not most, people who practice homosexuality have dealt with molestation, abuse, or someone else opened that door to confuse their sexuality. If you're listening today, you know I pray for you that you will allow God to heal that. But it still does not give anyone a pass to say this is God's plan. Just like anger doesn't give right for murder. Saying I am born gay has been scientifically debunked multiple times. There is no gay gene. We are born into sin. We are not born for sin. And just like every human being on this earth, we must be born again. All of us are born with inclinations or a propensity that drives us to make choices that can either be good or bad. Lust is one of those. Jesus came to set us free and show us a better way. Gay is a choice, not a gene. You can live a life of freedom no matter what society tells you. I remember growing up, you know, 95% of the time that somebody was gay, and if you really got to know them and listen to their story, there was some type of trauma, some type of sexual abuse from a loved one, a family member, or somebody else when they were younger, and they ended up being gay. But nowadays, there's such a push to live an unnatural lifestyle, and it's become the trend. So it really doesn't matter the generation. The devil still has the same agenda to go against everything that God stands for, to confuse people, to keep us broken, bound, and from living in our greater purpose. When it comes to us adults, you know, we can make our own decisions, we're more mature, and we were raised in a different generation. We can compare how it once was and how it is now. We know the difference between right and wrong. But what really upsets me is that the devil is after our children. The powers that be, media, corporate America, they are targeting the innocent, the ones that are not fully developed, that are very impressionable, that are swayed by peer pressure, and it's very intentional. 
They're just doing whatever the culture tells them to do, whatever the trend is, whatever their peers are telling them to do, right? And that's exactly what they want. That reminds me, I was listening to a prominent leader in the UK, Emma Stark, and she was telling me that she was home and her, I think, 19 or 20-year-old daughter came to the house with three of her friends and they told her that they were bisexual. And she said, oh, have you ever kissed a girl? They said, no. Have you ever kissed a boy? No. So what makes you bisexual then? And they said, oh, we just don't want to offend anybody. So we just say that we're bisexual. Like they don't even know what it means, but because of peer pressure, because of what they're being fed by the media and culture, they just label and identify themselves with something that they don't even know about. And so I loved her response. You know, she said that she was secretly praying that the Holy Spirit would give her wisdom in responding. And all of a sudden she turned around and saw her husband sitting across the room and his name is David. You know, they've been married for, you know, many years. And she looked at the girls and she said, well, I'm David's sexual. And they said, what? What's that? And she said, I only have sex with David. (laughs) And they all immediately like lit up and said, we want to be David's sexual, you know? It's like they didn't even know what monogamy was. And to be with the opposite sex, to be married, to be committed to one person, it was like a new concept to them because these young people are not being taught that anymore. These three young adults, you know, they went from claiming to be bisexual to immediately wanting to be with just one man. I'm telling you, this young generation, the children, the teens, the young adults, they need to be mentored by godly men and women that will teach them the biblical truths of who they really are in Christ. So I wanted to invite my sister April to share with us her perspective as a mom of a preteen and a teenager, my nieces, who both go to public schools. Hey, sis. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for coming on today. So I wanted to ask you, you know, being a mom of a preteen and a teenager, what kind of impact is the culture having on them? I try to protect my kids by not giving them devices. Like they don't have a phone. My 14 year old daughter is always saying, why don't I have a phone? All my friends have phones and all this stuff. And I, in my mind, when I drop her off, I'm on, well, that's the reason why. Look at all these kids. You could tell that they're highly influenced by what they're consuming through social media or by um, their engagements with their peers or anything like that. And I think, um, especially for me, I used to, before COVID, my kids would not even have electronics like they would have no laptop no no they don't have we don't have cable so I would be very uh, you know aware like what's going on in my kids lives so we'd be going to the park but I actually started a job right at the beginning of COVID and um, with them being home all the time I was a little bit more um, flexible so that's when I introduced okay here's a tablet for school they started having more access to that. But I've noticed, especially over the last year, that they're, like they did, because you know we're older, um, they had, especially with race back when we were, like, you know, younger, how they had to have a certain amount of of mixed people and certain commercials and this and this and that, which I think is great for that. Like, you know, yes, of course, equality and race, everything, God made everyone, you know, beautiful in his own image and, and everything like that. But when it comes to sexuality, what I don't like is that there every, it seems like every single movie that we're watching, my kid gets that sexuality, not even like, let them be kids. Why do they have to know girl and boys? Like they're like, uh, my daughter is just recently watching Gilmore Girls show, mommy, 
they're so innocent. I'm like, yes, exactly. Why does it have to be full on? Like it feels like they're having sex in these movies now. Like in they're like since since kids are such sponges and vessels, and you know we're designed to have that sexuality, and it's not even giving them the opportunity to be innocent anymore. And I feel like there's so so much sex and so much you know same sex or like I think it's like a try anything mentality now. Oh. And, you know, it's either gay or straight. Now there's so many other versions of what sexuality you are. It's just like, oh, my gosh. And when my kid asked me, I don't know how to explain that. And so I just try to have a positive impact on my children by not like, oh, that's the wrong thing to do or this is that. I never want to put a negative judgment on anything, but they just know biblically what God has created. Right. And I said, you know, God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, right? <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while. But I don't even like saying that because I don't want to put anything negative as if I'm judging someone that's gay or they make that choice because at the end of the day, God wants you to love everyone and treat everyone with kindness and mercy. And so you're not going to change somebody by being mean to them or judging them. All you can do is really show them your love. And at the end of the day, my gay friends know that that's not the lifestyle that I pick for myself or that's my belief. And so I just really would love for media to not make it such a in your face and just really just have a carnal viewpoint when my kids can't they just have like a pure moment I feel like anything media is not pure there's nothing it's like what can my kids watch even the Disney channel now it's just like really the one thing that you would think would be more kid focused it's like even these kid shows like trans kids and gay kids and I'm like oh my god at such a young age, like nine years old, 10 years old in, in shows. Yeah, well, I will tell you that there is a very intentional reason why big tech media and these companies are targeting the children. I was listening to this guy, Hako Boyens. He's an abolitionist fighting human trafficking, and he puts it perfectly. In fact, my mind was blown by what he said. He goes on to say, sexualizing children is abuse. The most powerful weapon on earth is sex. When you use sex as a weapon to a child, you will destroy that child's life. You will MK Ultra control that child. That child will be a walking zombie when he or she is 18, 19, and will not fight for individual liberty, truth, justice for all, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Constitution, and will not defend this nation. Why? Because when a human being is victimized sexually, they become like a turtle who pulls their head in a shell, and they go into survival mode. The powers that be, they know this. They know this very well. Because again, when Alfred Kinsley showed them this, they know Hitler talked about this. They know that if they can sexually compromise America's children, they will become subordinates, and they will not fight. This is the foundation, you know, the root reason of it all. Right. I mean, the enemy is really just hitting these kids with, you know, a spirit of confusion. They don't even know what they are. They're just claiming things so they can be popular. You know, they can be part of the in crowd, part of the trend. Like I said earlier, when I was sharing that story about, you know, that girl and her friends, they were just claiming it just so they can, you know, fit in. Yeah, I just don't want, I feel like they're trying to make sexuality, um, everything but you know woman and men like normal like oh you have you just can pick anybody like oh like i was talking to our other sister bethany about the swipe left mentality 
when it comes to work ethics, like that whole Tinder, um, she was actually with a group of friends and they're all doing Tinder, 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 hooking up with this person, hooking up with that person. And it's just like, oh, and they go so quick that, they, that if you don't pay for the, I guess the, the membership, you can't go back to see that person. Like you're just so quick to go, oh, I don't like it, you know, swipe, 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 right? And so I, I really feel like um, our generation, we have that swipe left mentality or where it's just like on to the next. Oh, this didn't work out for me. I'm going to go for this. And I think we are all vessels of love. We want to feel love. We want to feel inclusive. And sometimes even my daughter, she'll say it's popular to be gay. So they'll choose to be gay, even though they don't identify that or they don't even have these desires, just because it's the popular thing to do. And it really will change them by creating soul ties so young. Yes. And it makes such an impression on their soul and it impacts their way of life. And they feel shame later after it. Like, why did we do this? Why did we do that? But uh, like I said, we are sexual beings. And, and so you just feel loved and wanted, especially in this culture where your parents are not around and they're not giving you this love. And so you're always seeking like to feel validated and feel loved. And, and so if they say, oh, well, swipe left. And man doesn't work. Or, oh, this identity doesn't work for me. I'm going to swipe left. I can change whatever I want. Like, okay, let's go to here. And so, like I said, on my point, I, you know me, I don't think I have a hateful bone in my body. I just love everybody. And my kids, I'm raising them the same way. I just wish it wasn't such a popular thing to pick something that God did not design. But just because it's popular, I'm going to do that and it impacts my kids' lives forever. And we can only monitor so much. So what do I do? No TV, no nothing ever in my whole house. Because every single thing I'm saying, something pops up where it's like, oh, this is, you know, and that's what I don't agree with, you know. Like I, I've known people that fell in love with the same sex because of trauma. I feel like God just says, love everybody and, and, and be kind to, you know, to and be graceful and merciful with people, but don't, I just think it's a shame that our media has made it such a popular thing and just like shoving it down everybody's throats. Like we can't close our eyes from it. Just like, I, I don't even like watching full on a man or a woman, like having full on raunchy, engagements where I'm trying to watch a movie with my child. It's like, I just really wish that they would just go back into making it more wholesome for people, you know, and desensitizing people, even when it comes to violence and, and, and that stuff, Paul and I were talking about the firearms situation. And I was saying, well, these, I feel like the, the games these days are so violent and they're really just uh, desensitizing kids and stuff. He's on no, April. That's like saying um, your spoon makes you fat. Like, no, you make the decision. The parents need to be in these kids' lives and, and showing them what's right and wrong, what's doing this and what's doing that. Exactly. So I can do that to a point. There's at a point where I'm working or I can't constantly see what they're doing and monitoring them. Yes, I could take steps like, oh, you're not getting the phone. I'm going to put a block on this thing. But the, at the end of the day, they're going to get it for somewhere. Like My kids are learning sexual ed classes at four, showing them full on stuff. Like, how much can we protect our, our children? from just being a child. Wow. That's why I recommend homeschooling or private school. It's flooding them with everything just because they're, they're wanting peace or they're wanting acceptance. Yeah. Well, it's just too much. I feel like it's a, it's called, why doesn't, why don't we do more for our parents that they're able to stay home with their children? Why don't we treat like, um, teach our children life skills, children, team building skills. Why don't we just teach them how to be good people? Right. No, oh, sexuality, or this or that. Like, that's ridiculous. I got chills when you said that soul ties are being created with children. That's so on point. Right. Make purity popular again. <laughs> Make purity popular again. 
purity popular, popular because they're making gay, being gay popular, they're making trans popular, they're making everything else popular, but purity. I feel like God made us to be, to reproduce and be sexual beings, right? If you see animals, you know, we would only have, we wouldn't even exist if we weren't sexual beings, if we didn't have that desire. And like I said before, when it, um, with media and the influence that it has, like are really trying to, you know, I just always just popping up like subliminal messages and everything that we do. And even not subliminal, because it's actually right in your face, actually. Yeah, it's not subliminal anymore. I mean, they are just getting bolder and bolder. I mean, just the other day, my friend sent me pictures of just her taking her five-year-old to Target. And in the kids' section were just rainbow after rainbow after rainbow shirts with like really just perverted quotes and captions on the shirts and, you know, pronouns. And I mean, it's just getting crazier and crazier. I mean, now, I mean, Christians just really need to ban Target. I mean, now Target is selling these, uh, this brand called Tomboy, where you can buy underwear and put a fake, you know, man part in it. I won't say it. <laughs> you get the idea. In a pocket in this brief. And they sell these chest binder bras where you can squish down your boobs if you're trying to be a boy. I mean, it's just getting so blatant. Right. Kids are so impressionable. They're figuring out their identity and they're doing all this. And then they have this in their face and it, and if you watch one of these shows that have a lot of um, like gay characters, like the CW, right? They ha- they look like they're full on make- having sex, like you know. And these are like their age brackets, like the t- teens and the peers, and it's very sexual. You're like, whoa, it's like very passionate. And of course, as a young child, I might be interested. I'm like, oh, that's you know, it, because it's gonna you're gonna feel like that's desirable to be in something like that. So if you're at school and you you know and you feel a certain way, then you start getting attraction from someone that is gay or something. You, you have a better chance of entertaining that relationship because of that, right? Even though that may not be who you're attracted to and normally, but it's, some people just fall in love with the idea or feeling loved or it, it's just, we're very impressionable. Stop over-sexualizing everything to the, the point where it's just like, oh, you know what? I'm going to try this out. Oh, it's popular. I'm going to try this out, you know? And so I just really feel like they need to start, um, families need to start, teaching and in school why don't they have more more movies about how to be sustainable how to grow things how to you know and because children are very impressionable it's very important that they get the right impression right that they have a healthy foundation so when they step into the world they'll know how to answer their peers and you know their culture right i really believe that parents need to teach their kids the bible the truth what sin is, what's right, what's wrong. Because if they don't, then the world will teach them and culture will shape their ideology. So I feel like a lot of people think God just has all these rules, right? For example, when people, when he says, you know, no sex before marriage, what's that mean? If you think about it, what does no sex before marriage means? He's a well, that would mean is you made a commitment with each other before you started having sex. So many people start having sex or getting intimate with somebody before really getting to know the part the person or they create a soul tie with that person or they have a child with that person, which forces them to uh, get married, right? So they have a baby and then they get married, right? And then their marriage ends, right? Because they never took that time to really um, get to know each other and wait until marriage and have that commitment before they made the true commitment of marriage, right? And so, and then a lot of people, when it, God says, don't be unequally yoked because the tension and the strife it causes in a marriage when you have one religion or a belief and another one has another one, right? There's a reason why these uh, these are in the Bible, right? And so if God wants, 
you know, to produce, right? Um, people like will say, that's why he made a man and a woman, right? Where women are takers and men are givers, right? Men are meant to give, give their mm, seed. Women are there to take the seed, right? <laughs> right? And because they grow, they grow the seed. I feel like God creates everything. It has a purpose. It grows everything, right? There's, he's planting seeds and it's growing and it's manifesting. When men and women are women and women, they can't grow a seed unless it's getting from a man. And man and men can grow a seed at all, right? <laughs> and so I feel like that goes against what he's, his purpose is, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, God didn't just make these rules and these commandments because he's a killjoy and he doesn't want us to have any fun and he just wants, you know, us to be miserable, right? There's a good reason for every single thing that he commands us to do. Just like a child with a parent, you know, when the parent tells them no, that they can't have something or do something, the child doesn't understand and gets upset at the parent. But the parent knows that that would cause their child harm. Just like God knows that all this sexual sin that's out there causes us harm. He's a good, good father. You know, he's a good, good parent. Unfortunately, there's so many Christians that will not speak out about this. They say that they're not political. But this is not a political issue. This is a morality issue. People make it about politics or they make it about beliefs. Oh, like, oh, you're Republican because you believe this way or you're liberal because you believe this way. I am not either. I feel like I am more, I feel like I am more conservative. But I just, and I really truly believe that God never wants you to judge anybody. Broken, not broken, traumatized, not traumatized. I really feel like he wants you to love everyone. I just would really wish that they'd stop drowning me in propaganda and just drowning my kids. And they just can't have any kind of purity without me being a stalker on every single thing. I don't have time to be a stalker. I'm a mom and I work full time and I have and my side things. I really just wish that the media would slow it down and just let my kids be kids. For these kids that are impressionable and sponges, like, you know, you're just giving them, try anything, just do this. Oh, it doesn't work. And that's what, that's why our nation has hardly any, uh, these kids don't have work ethic. They're, they have uh, so much more mental um, illness now. So many kids with mental health issues. Yeah. This culture, this media culture is raising them. Oh yeah. The world is just getting crazier and crazier and more and more ridiculous. I mean, now they have pregnant men emojis, you know, when obviously men can't get pregnant, right? God does not make mistakes. It's just crazy what they're pushing. Even 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and watch the difference of the violence and, and the sexuality and just everything. It's just that you're taking it to the next level, to the next level. It's just getting worse and worse every, every time, you know, every year or whatever. And so as a parent, we want to protect our children. I mean, we remember like five, 10 years ago, if you wanted to see something like same sex or something like that, you had to go search for it. Now it's just everywhere. It's on every channel, every movie, Netflix, anything. It's just everywhere. Even on Disney, even on kids shows. I mean, it's just, it's like a takeover. You know, just recently I was at your house and I was watching Nickelodeon with your 10-year-old daughter, my niece, you know, and I'm watching this show that seemed innocent at first. And then suddenly the star of the show, who had to be like 14 years old, he's standing in a school hallway with, you know, lockers everywhere, a school setting. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, he just starts making out with another boy his age. I'm like, what the heck? It was so shocking to me that I actually screamed <laughs> at you in the other room to come see what was happening because 
It was just like, bam, out of the blue, went from innocent to perverted in a split second. Um, that's what I mean. It's not even about, I mean, yes, it is obviously about promoting that that type of relationship. It, it, why are they making out? What's the need of them making out? They have to go over and beyond and make it overly sexual and have that desire. Like, oh, wow, you, you know, like I can't turn away because what the heck? What is my, you know, they desensitize you basically. Why are they having making out even with a man like the parents on the show? Like, why would they have making out period on a Nickelodeon show? Right, right. Why are they going to the extreme? Why are they look like they're having full on sex or or they're fully making out on, you know, a, a kid's show? Like, I, I think that just boggles my mind. Right. Even when it's like these video games, some of these avatars, I'm like, whoa, they just they have no kind of boundaries anymore. Right. Well, their goal is to make this the normal. Right. And so they're fast tracking their agenda. More than ever, parents need to have really strict boundaries. So it really is on the parents to really, um, if you're going to have kids, to really invest in your children. Like, so if they're, they are getting all this from the schools, if they're getting this from media, if you can't control what's going on throughout the day, you get at least control the time that you have with them and really, really just show them importance and, and communicate with your children what, you know, morally right thing to do or the kind thing to do or the things that you know are pleasing to god try to work on their their character as best as you can with the influences that you have right because they are being flooded right so but guess what as a parent you have the boat and the oar you could either help them get into the the boat with you and oar them in the right direction swim to the right direction or you could just let them be flooded it's 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 really your decision as a parent right so you can't control the water. The water's going to come. And yes, they might be flooded sometimes, but you have the opportunity to get your child in, in your boat and, and or them to the right direction, right? So that's how I feel like it's like really on, our, on the parents, even with the gun violence and, and just everything, parents need to be more present in their kids' lives and really just instruct them the right way to do, the, the right way to go. And another layer of this that makes me even more upset is, you know, now the trend is to have kids go, I'm talking five-year-olds, young kids going to clubs where they're having drag shows for children. It's just really like, how obvious is it that the devil is after our children? Well, obviously, yeah. I'm telling you, we just need to celebrate straight pride. <laughs> it's natural. It has worked for thousands of years. And you can make babies. <laughs> I'm telling you, God's way is the right way. And it's been proven over and over since the beginning of time. Well, this wraps up today's episode. <laughs> Thank you, sis, for being on and sharing your heart with us today. Sorry, I sound a little tired, but... Um... <laughs> You're good. Will you end us in prayer? Dear Blessed Heavenly Father, thank you for my sister Leah and her voice. You know she's with justice and love, and that she comes from a loving place and a just place. Lord Jesus, I really hope that the people that are struggling with their kids in, in this, this culture of corruption, that it really just gives them the strength and the knowledge to deal and give guidance to their kids. And Lord Jesus, I ask you to give parents that have kids that are struggling with their identity just give them love and patience. Jesus, I ask you to please protect our children and what they're being subject to in school. And every time that we cannot be with our kids, that you protect them and put a shield and hedge of protection over them. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Amen. Bye, sis. Love you. Love you. 
Make sure to subscribe to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. And be sure to subscribe to the Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon. Thank you.